News Corp's chief cricket writer uh, Ben Horn will join us now to talk about the summer of the cricket, but we'll get an update of exactly what's happening in Brisbane at the moment. Benny, good morning. Good morning, Ray. Good day, Dean. How are you guys? Terrific, mate. Happy New Year to you, mate. Will we get some play today, you reckon, mate? Um, yeah, look, I mean, it's uh, this weather's been threatening all week that mm. it was going to come. Um, hopefully it's not ruined because it has been a really good test match. The West Indies have had a real crack in this match and look, I guess you'd expect Australia would win from here after getting through that session last night and the West Indies being a fast bowler down, but um, no, they've given a good account of themselves, the Windies, so mm. yeah, look, hopefully we do get enough play for a result. Yeah, they've had a dig, haven't they, the West Indies? It's, it is a fascinating setup for for today's um, play, Ben, because Smith's there on 33, Cameron Green and his new spot at four. Both these players want to cement mm. those new new positions, Smith as an opener. This is a, a really good opportunity for both men. Um, yeah. How are you seeing the new look Australian batting lineup? Because I'd love to get your thoughts on it, because all summer, apart from that first test when Warner got the big 100, it hasn't really fired the top six. No, no, it hasn't been as convincing a batting performance this summer as we've seen in previous ones. Um, Look, I mean, I was in favour of what they've done, uh, pushing Smith up to open and bringing Cameron Green in, um, simply because uh, Steve Smith was the one who was pushing for it. I mean, if he didn't want to move, then uh, certainly I wouldn't have been moving him. But uh, they were looking for someone to fill that opening spot. And I think when you've got someone with Steve Smith's uh, experience and ability saying, I actually want to do this, um, you know, that you've got to listen to him, you've got to back him in. So I think they've done the right thing. But you know, as it stands, the jury's still out on whether it is a good, uh, the right solution. Um, they really need Smith or Green to make some runs today. I think to, uh, you know, to build a bit of confidence going into the tour of New Zealand um, next month, which isn't going to be easy. So it is a big day from that point of view. Um, I think you know, for the confidence of that Australian batting lineup, they really need Smith or Green to go on and make a big score today. Ben, do the Windies have? the necessary self-belief to win the game? Bulldog, um, I think they do. I mean, they they have, um, I think, you know, really risen to the challenge here. I know they got hammered by 10 wickets in the first test, but that was really on account of their batting. I thought their bowling held up pretty well in Adelaide. Um, and then, look, they've, you know, they made 300 in the first innings uh, in this test. So I think they've given a very good account of themselves. They play the game. Uh, with a great energy and spirit. Um, the thing that worries me today is um, unless uh, Shamar Joseph can overcome what looked like a pretty badly broken toe, they're going to be a bowler down. And, you know, look, that's pretty hard to win a test match when you're a bowler down, particularly now that the pink ball will start to get a bit soft, uh, daytime session. So everything's against the Windies now. They really needed to make some more inroads last night, I think, to, to win the test. Um so, look, I'd expect Australia to win from here. But, um, you know, Cameron Green did look pretty shaky out there last night. So if they can get him early uh, and perhaps get Travis Head and Mitch Marsh before they get set, then the game changes again. But, uh, you know, I think Australia's in a pretty strong position now. Yeah, and hopefully do wrap up that Series 2. And they've already retained the Frank Wall Trophy. It's been an amazing 12 months for Pat Cummins' team. They've won just about everything. Are they getting better, Ben? And I say that with um, that one rider that the the top six hasn't fired as well as you'd hope this summer. Look, I think, um, you know, obviously you don't want to uh, 
right off this team uh, because they have kept rising to the challenge. But I think with David Warner retiring and just, I, I think, some of the form we've been seeing from the likes of Steve Smith this summer, I think the concern would be that maybe this team has peaked and you know, there's a big challenge ahead for next summer against India and mm. the summer after against England. Um, the, you know, this team really is, I think, entering a transitional phase where basically everyone in the side, with the exception of Lubbershane and, uh, and Cameron Green, are over the age of 30. Um, so, look, I'm not saying that this team can't uh, still pull off a couple of big scalps still, um, but I think there is a transition coming for the team and, you know, there's definitely an opportunity there for, for the teams that are touring here the next couple of years. Um, the, the fast bowling attack, even though they are all in their 30s and, and Hazelwood and Stark are in their mid-30s, I, I don't see a finish line for them anytime soon. But certainly uh, with Usman Khawaja at 37 and Steve Smith 34, uh, 30, yeah, around that mark, um, yeah, there is a few question marks over the next couple of years about how we replenish the, the batting lineup. Mm. Uh, Benny, I'll throw a difficult question at you with Usman Kawaja and uh, Pat Cummins, Steve Smith now. Do you think this test team is becoming too political? Um, look, I, I don't think so. I mean, the Australia Day issue was obviously a, uh, an issue that probably could have been handled better by, uh, by Cricket Australia. Um, I think what Pat Cummins and Steve Smith was doing was, you know, backing their Indigenous teammate Scott Boland, who sort of made his feelings clear about it. Um, you know, look, I, I don't think they're too out and about about things. And uh, I think, um, you know, certainly for the younger generation, um, they're proving quite popular. But certainly it is, it's a polarising thing, isn't it? Once you start um, talking about politics and, um, and sport, you, you know, you are going to uh, polarise people. So, I think that has happened, but it's it's something that uh, you know they're not afraid of doing. I guess. Mm, yeah, no, it's been interesting. Actually, we've been talking about a bit this morning too, Benny, and a lot of the text sort of reflect that. It does. It's a polarising issue. So, but everyone's entitled to their view, and that's what a democracy is all about. I guess. Hey, Ben, I'd love to talk to you about the scheduling too, and what your thoughts are about how the test matches um, have been played this summer. We were so used to opening the batting, so to speak, with the Brisbane test in mid to late November. This year, Brisbane's the final test. Um, Can you see changes next summer? I believe it's five tests against India, which will be a blockbuster. Mm. Will we revert to the traditional Australian summer and start with that first, that opening test back in Brisbane next year? Or later this year? Yeah, um... Look, I think it'll definitely be reverting back to the normal schedule in terms of when the summer would be starting. The the first test will definitely be a lot earlier than what it was this summer, yeah. uh, and, and with probably the Sydney test as the last test. Um, in terms of where it is, look, uh, yes, I, I would expect it to be the Gabba, but things are changing a little bit, and there's a bit of uncertainty about, um, you know, obviously with the Olympics in yeah. Brisbane, what happens with the Gabba? There's been a bit of toing and froing there about whether they're going to close down for a complete redevelopment of that ground or whether uh, they don't do that and there's just sort of some refurbishments along the way. So, look, that'll be a pretty big factor in determining mm. where Brisbane sits in the picture for the next few years. Um, certainly, they're trying to create a bit of stability around the Perth test because the crowds in Perth haven't been great and they want to try and create sort of a fixture in the calendar 
for them. Uh, Adelaide have also been very vocal about wanting uh, that last test before Christmas. Um, So, yeah, the issue that Cricket Australia's got, I suppose, is all these states... Uh, you know, want a um, want a set place that they can, you know, build a um, familiarity around. I suppose, like Melbourne and Sydney have with Boxing Day and, and News Test. The reality is, um, you know, they can't really do that. In my view, the the one uh, ground that deserves that sort of uh, recognition is Adelaide. I think um, the crowds and the Test match has been consistently excellent in Adelaide for a long time, and I think they do deserve a bit of. Um, stability that they should they should be the third test if you sorry the, the third um, priority mm-hmm. if yep. you know what I mean um, Perth and Brisbane to me with the crowds um, that we've seen there over the years I think you know to a certain degree they probably do need to to, to fit in but certainly the players uh, would prefer to start the series in Brisbane that's their preferred place to start um, with the exception of that lost test to India a couple mm-hmm. of years ago there. I haven't lost there in over 30 years. So, um, yeah, so Brisbane certainly gets a big tick from that point of view. Um, but, yeah, look, unless there's some work at the Gabba being done, I, I would expect they'd start the series against uh, against India and Brisbane. Uh, Benny, if you were to look into your crystal ball at the 11 players that will take the field today compared mm. to the 11 players that we will look at for the 25-6 Ashes in Australia, how many are still there? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, look, Travis Head and Manus Lubbershane, I would expect, would be the two batsmen. Uh, sorry, and Cameron Green would be, I'd expect those three batsmen to still be there. Um, wouldn't be so sure about Steve Smith and Usman Khawaja still still being there. Mitchell Marsh, I guess, is probably young enough to make it there, but um, you know he's had issues with his body over the years, so you probably wouldn't count on that. I'd expect the bowling attack to pretty much be there unless there's an injury. Um, and uh, Alex Carey should be there as well. So, look, I think I think it's the batting side of things where you're going to see a bit of upheaval and they're going to have to um, find a couple of guys over the next couple of years. Uh, whether or not Steve Smith is aiming for that Ashes series, I'm not sure. Um, I think he really is going series by series at the moment. Um and it still seems a long way away those, mm-hmm. that, to, to make it another two years. So, yeah, look, I, I would expect that they'd, they'd be looking for at least three or four um, players um, transitioning out of what we're seeing at the moment. Mm. Uh, Benny, as you know, I've had a fair bit of time off lately, and I've watched a lot of cricket this summer, and there's been an ongoing debate both on the TV coverage and on radio about the future of Test cricket, how it may look, how it will work in with the the ever-expanding schedule of T20s in particular and um, the IPL and all those other T20 competitions going on around the world, even suggestions of shortening Test cricket to four days. I'm a traditionalist. I'd hate to see what I think is the best format of the game change, but how do you see Test cricket even in five years' time, Ben? Look, it is a major concern. Um, The the problem is that Test cricket's so healthy in Australia that... um, I guess you know we're, we're a little bit immune to the issues that are happening uh, around the world, but you know you can't have a competition that basically has three teams in it, and that's the way it's sort of shaping at the moment. That Australia, England, and India mm. are the yeah. only three countries able to pour their resources into Test cricket, so that's not healthy. If you know it comes down to 
uh, three teams just playing each other. You know, you need that variety um, and that um, that extra competition. So I think what needs to happen is uh, the, the big three countries uh, that I just mentioned really need to, um, uh, you know, work together with the IC to come up with a financial model where the game, the funds from the game are, are being dispersed more evenly to these other countries with uh, the proviso that it's spent on on test cricket and staging mm. test matches because, you know, you can't have situations like South Africa, for example, Correct. probably been yeah. the fourth best team for all these years and they've sent a, a, a team that you wouldn't even recognise to, to New yeah, Zealand. It's so, such a concern, isn't it, for test cricket when they're putting yeah. priorities in their, their domestic T20 competition with their, their gun name mm. players to stay home and not tour with the test team. Mm. It's unheard of. Yeah. Yeah, it's a major concern. I mean, look, there's lots of things that they can do. I mean, look, if four-day cricket has to happen to save test cricket, then so be it. But I don't think that that really is the biggest factor. I think um, they just have to make it financially viable for uh, countries like Pakistan, the West Indies, um, to to really invest in test cricket. Um, So that's, that's the biggest thing. And the ICC really needs to take more control over uh, over the franchise league um, situations in other countries and, and make sure that there are designated windows uh, where there are no franchise cricket happening so that test, test cricket can happen because while ever there's that competition, um, you know, for those other countries, the money, simply the money's better to go play T20 cricket in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I think the ICC as the governing body needs to, um, you know, play a more active role. That Their main role really seems to be to organise World Cups. They need to actually take control of the game and... Um and and make sure that, you know, the format that we all love doesn't die. Yeah, spot on, Ben, 100% right. Hey, Ben, just finally, have have um, Cricket Australia got it right with the scheduling this summer? Um, the Big Bash, of course, Brisbane Heat did win the final against the Sydney Sixers on Wednesday night. I thought the Big Bash was great this summer. Have mm. Cricket Australia got the balance right with the T20 scheduling around the Test match series over the summer period? Um, look, I think it's just been uh, an inevitable um, consequence of having the West Indies and Pakistan, two lower-profile teams coming out here, that the Big Bash was probably almost going to overshadow mm. the, the Test cricket. And I think that certainly happened with um, you know most of this West Indies series and also the Australian Open tennis being on as well. I think the, the West Indies series has definitely taken a bit more of a back seat, back seat in terms of prominence. But look, um, I think they've done what they could do. They um, they couldn't start the season any earlier because of the World Cup that was finishing up in India. Um, you know, they I think you know in some ways it's been nice to return to having a couple of Test matches in January. Um, I think that's been a that's been a good thing. And look, I think the big win this summer is definitely the big bash. Yeah. Um, it was a big tick for going back to the reduced um, amount of games. I think it just had a really nice flow to it this year, the Big Bash. There was never that period where you're sort of looking at your calendar going, when's this thing going to finish? It sort of just kept flowing uh, really nicely all the way through. And I think the crowds were were really boosted by people knowing that they only had a limited ga- amount of games they could get to. So, yeah, I think the Big Bash has been a big win this summer. Yeah, 100%. Eh? Hey, Ben, really appreciate you coming on a Sunday morning. Um, give us your, your take on the summer of cricket. Australia had 156 runs today, eight wickets in hand at the Gabba to complete a 2-0 series sweep against the West Indies and win all five tests this summer. Let's hope 
the rain stays away, we get some cricket. Hey, Ben, thanks so much, mate, and we'll talk soon. Thanks a lot, Ray. Thanks, Bordo.